Hello and welcome to episode number 44 of the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And thank you so much for being here with me today. It has been nearly two months since an episode came out. And I know many of you um, who have messaged me were wondering when the next episode was coming out. And I want to just give you a quick update on what's been going on. Uh, The last episode, as you knew, my husband was sick with COVID. And right after he recovered, I became sick. And then I developed bronchitis, which has lasted for nearly six weeks. And I am finally, I feel like, to the point where I can talk into my microphone for minutes at a time without having to stop and cough or clear my throat. But I do apologize if I do have to pause during this episode to do those things. But I'm happy to say I am finally back and functioning and feeling much better. And right now, Reese is here with her little paw on my leg wanting attention. And River, our puppy, who is now nine months, is under me. So now I have two of my fur companions in here while I'm recording today. So hopefully it's getting back to normal. But I, you know, I just again want to thank everybody who reached out and sent me well wishes and healing thoughts and healing energy. It was so appreciated. And although I could not get around to respond to everyone, please know that I thank you so very much and that I am feeling much better. So is my family. It was just one thing after another at the beginning of this year. And I am ready for spring. So today I want to talk to you about magical journaling. So the main segment will be about magical journaling. And I'm really excited to share little bits and pops of that with you. But before I get into that, I want to share what is making me feel comfy, cozy and witchy. I just wanted to let you know that the Patreon for the Comfy Cozy Witch and for the podcast and all of the content I put out is available and live and that is at patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch and there are four different tiers and uh, the goodies you get with each tier vary. I have um, weekly card pulls for your week ahead. There are rituals and recipes and spells, guidebooks, all sorts of printables that are uploaded every month that I have created. So you can check that out at patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. And I do want to do some shout outs to some new mugwort level subscribers. And so thank you so much to Kate and to Geraldine. Thank you, Nicole and Dana C and Tammy. Thank you to Elizabeth S and Zoe. Major thanks to Tara F, to Taryn, to Chelsea. Thank you goes out to Irene, to Jen, to Emily, to Genevieve. I just love that name. Um, Thank you to Lena and Julie and Crystal. And thank you to Tabitha, to Sandra, Stephanie W. And a big thank you to John, to Amanda and Shannon and Brenna, to Angela, to Kim C, and to Sarah, 
to Michelle B. And um, a couple more thanks to Chelsea F., to Kim K., to Jamie B., Thank you to Sarah B. I have a lot of Sarahs, which I love, to Meredith and to Lexi, and then, of course, to Ashley R. So thank you to um, all of my subscribers in general, and a special thank you to Mugwort-level Patreons for all of your support, and check out patreon.com slash comfycozywitch if you would like to. I'll find this funny. Since I last recorded the platform I record on Anchor has updated and I could not find my interlude chime, my do -do 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 -do, because they changed where that is in the platform. And typically it's in a separate category, but now it's under all of the sound effects and I had to search for it and they renamed it. It's not even called the same thing. So I had to go through and listen to like 40 different sound effects until I found it. But indeed, I found it. And I don't even remember the name of it now. So I hope I don't have to go through that process again. But anyway, I want to share with you what is making me feel comfy, cozy and witchy. And again, there's a lot of things I think feeling better and healthy is one thing that is just making me so happy right now. But I would have to say that the pops of spring that I am seeing here in Pennsylvania <clears throat> is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. And I know that there are many of you listening to this who live in a different climate zone. And right now, they don't see, you, you might not see any spring whatsoever. And that's okay. You know, eventually you'll get there, perhaps. Um, but right here where I am, I'm finally seeing pops of spring. And I realize I am saying that after we just got two inches of snow uh, yesterday morning, but it had melted by noontime because it was just getting warm enough outside. And we, we've had a very mild winter this year. Typically, we have a couple of snowstorms come through northeastern Pennsylvania, but we really haven't had much snow. My son had off a couple days of school due to icy weather and snow. Um, but some of those days, they they called the day off before the weather actually came. Um, and we didn't get any snow <laughs> whatsoever on those days. But oh, and here, speaking of my son, he's walking in now. See, we're back to normal in the podcast with the interruptions. I think that he's asking about a video. Uh, I don't know how to sign you in. He wants me to sign him. Say hello. Hello. Say hello to my listeners. Hello, comfy, cozy, witch listeners. Hello, comfy, cozy, witch listeners. Oh, there he is. Sorry, bud. I'll be out in a minute, okay? So I had to get my son, <clears throat> excuse me, set up on his little tablet. He logged out of something for school. And now I am back to record, but... This is hours later, so I took a couple hours break because I then had to get him to school and I could tell the dogs needed a walk. And so I am back inside, but my cheeks are bright red and freezing cold because that wind is whipping, which I find ironic because I'm talking about, oh, spring is here, spring is coming, and it was freezing cold outside. But nevertheless, I, I still am feeling comfy, cozy, and witchy. 
thinking about spring, thinking about Ostara season that is coming up. And honestly, my in bulk season was not as it typically was because of my illnesses and my husband getting sick and then my son was sick and little Gia, our smallest dog, she was sick. And so it was not the best in bulk season. And typically I really like in bulk because, you know, you're you're planting those seeds, things are unfurling underground as you get ready for spring. But now I'm really ready to tap into Ostara and the spring season in general. So I have really been enjoying my walks outside the last week or two. And it was difficult for me to get good walks in because I would just cough because I was sick. And it has been so nice to get out in the sunshine to bundle up, even though some days it's frigid, like today, you know, the wind is just whipping. But it has been so nice to get outside to enjoy walks. I have been noticing more birds. There's this red cardinal that I've been seeing a lot on a road um, going out of our neighborhood around kind of around the corner. I always see this cardinal. I don't know if it's the same one. Um, my, my Grammy always appears to me in the form of a bluebird, but I don't know, something just makes me think that it might be her just giving me a little hello, but I see this red cardinal and it makes me so happy to see more birds. Um, we have our suet feeder out there right out in our backyard right now, but I want to start filling up our other feeders because I know it's, we're only weeks away from my yellow finches coming back. And they're my favorite to watch because they, they, I mean, they're in our yard all the time. In the morning, we have the morning doves and then the yellow finches come back and forth all day long. And what's really funny uh, in watching the birds, and I hear poor, poor Reese is whining outside the door, Reese chases after the birds. She loves chasing after the birds. And we got River, who is a golden retriever, and they're retrieving dogs. <laughs> River doesn't chase any animals, birds, squirrels, or anything. She just watches them like me. She's a little bird watcher. In fact, she'll just lay on the ground and they'll they'll just chirp and jump right in front of her. And she just watches them like they're her little friends. And it's so sweet uh, to watch. Reese, on the other hand, will scare them away. Um, River's more like me, <clears throat> excuse me, in that we just watch the birds together. So that has been fun. That's preparing me for spring. As I look outside right now, as I'm recording this, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, excuse me. As I'm recording this, um, the grass is turning green again. It was brown for so long and it was just dirt. Um, but now there are pops of green. Leaves are coming back on some of my bushes out front. My aunt, who I talk about a lot, and you know, she's on Instagram as Aura Starshine. She she said some of her tulips sent me a picture. Some of her tulips were coming up because we had some really warm, sunny days, uncharacteristically warm, sunny days. And she saw her tulips begin to bud. And hopefully they'll they'll come back, you know, as the warm con or the weather continues to get warmer and nicer outside. But it's nice to see those pops of spring. And as I'm going 
out to stores. You know, I like my TJ Maxx or drive by Lowe's. They're starting to get more flowers out. Um, and then, of course, this is a season where I start thinking about what I want my garden to look like. As you know, last year, I had one of my raised beds I left for herbs and a couple vegetables, but I did my other beds as wildflowers because I wanted more of an English garden. And that worked really well for me last summer because we did travel. Um, we were visiting family. We were in and out of the house. And so I couldn't tend to my vegetables like I normally could. And so it worked to have one bed of vegetables and herbs and the rest just wildflowers. And I did, I created my English garden in Pennsylvania uh, with my little bistro set. And I would sit outside with my coffee and my tea and my journaling and just sit amongst my wildflowers. So I think I'm going to do the same thing again this summer because that worked really well. I know that we're going to tend more to our blueberry bushes this year um, so we can have more more blueberries because what I mean that's so nice to walk outside and just have a handful of blueberries out of your backyard and then our apple trees have uh, they cross-pollinated better last year and I just feel like it's going to get even better this year and so I'm hoping to have some apples on our apple trees. So I'm looking forward to all of these things and just being outside in the sunshine, going for walks, noticing the the little bits of spring that are arising and just noticing the animals that are coming out of hibernation. I'm just loving this season so far. And it's only been a couple of days and I guess it's officially not spring until of course we hit the spring equinox, which I'm excited for. I'm excited to celebrate the Sabbath because I'm telling you, we did nothing for Imbolc because we were sick and sick for quite some time. So I'm excited to get back into the swing of things, get back into the swing of things when it comes to my practice. I feel like that has been lacking a little bit because of what's been going on. And I am excited to get more into a routine. And part of my routine and my my daily ritual, as you know, is journaling, which will lead me into the main segment. So right now, those pops of spring is what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. I am thrilled to once again be partnering with Veriditas Botanica. And, you know, this is the perfect season to grab a couple of their amazing healing products. They have alignment bundles, which are great for clearing your energy centers and aligning your energies with manifestation, which is perfect for the springtime. And as we move into Ostara season, which is all about fertility and growth, they also have these really lovely lotion bars to help heal dry skin. And I know that's perfect for this time of year as I'm coming out of cold weather and moving into warmer weather. My skin is so dry and their lotion bars are amazing. And they also have really great herbal honey for calming your nervous system to aid in digestion and just for harmony overall. And right now, 
you can receive 10% off your entire order at Viraditas Botanica by using code COZY10. And their website is Viraditas, V-I-R-I-D-I-T-A-S, Botanica.com. Use code COZY10, COZY10 for 10% off your order. I am so excited to be talking today about magical journey, journeying. (laughs) Well, that journeying is something else, but magical journaling and magical writing in general when it comes to our practices. And this is something that I've touched upon in many other episodes, but I've never really gotten into magical journaling specifics. Yes, I have a whole episode on Books of Shadows versus the Grimoire and journals that you can listen to back from season one. And, you know, I'm not going to go over those again in detail because honestly, what I've noticed, especially the last couple of years, even since that episode released, the terms Book of Shadows, Grimoire, Magical Journal, they're used interchangeably. And although historically, when I think of a book of shadows, that is our magical workings, our recordings of how magic is working, how our divinations are going, how the spell work is going, almost a a daily record of those things. Whereas the grimoire is more of a witch's reference book where you have your lists of correspondences your how-tos when it comes to magic. Um, And then a magical journal is similar, I would say, to a book of shadows where it's your magical recordings. But again, I feel that those terms have become kind of interchangeable. And it's up to you if you want to be a... um, uh, I don't know how to say it, a book of shadows, grimoire purist or if you don't mind mixing them up because I know when I'm writing to my Patreon and like let's say giving spells or today I did a printable a spring magic printable I said you know this is fun to use in your book of shadows slash grimoire slash journal because I know people call it many different things but today I want to jump into more specifics when it comes to magical journaling, the types of journals that we can have as magical people, getting started in journaling, some prompts, you know, why why would we want to journal and some tips and how-tos. So let's just jump into it. So journaling in general can be a really powerful addition to your magical practice and to whatever it is you're studying. And it comes in many forms that we're going to talk about, but it allows all of us, all practitioners of magic, to enhance their relationship with themselves, with their magic, with their deities, with spirit. And it also helps us all organize our thoughts and really process new information. It gives us an opportunity to 
reflect on our practices, reflect on our life in general, to set goals and to set intentions and um, just grow in our learning through reflecting on these experiences. And then, of course, a, a really great thing that journaling can do is to help us chronicle our magical and our personal growth and see how they work together, how they go hand in hand. And, you know, if you don't journal or you don't like journaling, that's fine. Like this is entirely up to you and what you are comfortable with doing in your practice or what you have time for. And I am not in this episode saying you must journal to grow in your practice. Not at all, because I know some amazing practitioners who despise journaling. My friend, Devin is one of them. I know you listen, Devin, um, to the podcast, but I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before that you just don't journal. You don't have a book of shadows. And Devin is like an amazing practitioner. Um, But I'm going to speak about, you know, to those of you who want to journal or if you you haven't journaled magically, maybe it's something that you're curious about. And I'm just going to give some good places where you can start. So those are just some some whys to journal, some things that it can do, how it can enhance our practice. Some other things that I want to add, um, journaling in general helps with communication, with written communication, also verbal communication, because writing in general does that. I find it to be very calming and meditative in nature, especially when I have a writing or a journaling ritual. It's very meditative and it calms my mind. Um, I know a lot of people do that, um, find it as well. It's a really great outlet for our emotions. It allows us to reflect, as I said before. Journaling for me personally, oftentimes gives me a creative boost, not only because I'm getting things out of my head that I I need to, you know, to have space in my brain for more creativity, but sometimes the things I'm journaling about spur an idea or they serve as a catalyst for a new idea, a new ritual, or a new Uh, piece of fiction writing even. And so journaling for me serves as a creative boost. It's also great with stress reduction. Um, A great thing about journaling is you can do it anytime. If you have a notebook with you or your phone, you can just write in there. You can journal anytime. And a big one for me is journaling allows you to be a little bit nostalgic and to look back at your words over the months, the weeks, even the years. And it's always fun for me to go back and read through my journals, my book of shadows, books of shadows, I should say, um, over the years, especially over the last like seven or eight years, just to see how I've grown, how things have changed. And also, journaling in general, if you journal, you know, tidbits about your everyday, it's always fun to go back and see what you wrote about, you know, five, six years ago, or where you jotted down something that your pet did, or your child did, you know, a fundamental stage in their growth. That's always fun. And my Grammy always said to me, always told me, 
to write things down. She would say, write things down, Jenny, because you always think you're going to remember them, especially things that are impressionable. She said, you think you're going to remember them, but you get older and you just don't, or you don't remember things the way that they actually occurred. And so she always has said, write things down, write things down. And I admit, um, I'm, I'm very good at writing things down for a while. And then I'll have periods of time where I get out of the habit of just jotting down things that have happened. Um, and that happens. For a while, when my son was a baby, I had an ongoing journal in my phone. I mean, it was a document. It was a, it was like a notes sheet in my phone that was just his name. And I would jot down like little cute things that he did every day or things that he said. And I can go back now and look at that. And now that I think about it, I should compile all of those into a tangible journal because that's fun for me. So anyway, those are some, some things you can get out of journaling. And now let's talk about different kinds of journals that you might have as a magical person. Um, and, and I want to say some of these types of journals overlap each other. And so they might go in one notebook or one journal. Others, you might want to have a separate journal for these separate items. So if you want to buy more notebooks and you're you're a notebook buyer and you're excited about buying new writing utensils and journals, I am going to give you a whole host of topics and you can buy separate journals for each one if you want, or you can put them all together. I'm a person who, I have my, my book of shadows, which is my daily, if you want to call it a journal, a daily magical journal, where I have my card pools, I have my gratitude for the day. Um, I have my reflections on life all in one, but I know people who have separate journals for all of those things and that's fine. In fact, I've been thinking about starting, actually I did start, not thinking, I did start for like a couple of days before I got sick, um, a daily gratitude journal that that's all it was. So let's talk about different types of journals. So first, um, you could have a journal dedicated to your card pools and then even overlapping that, you could have a divination journal in general where you keep record of all of your divinations that you do, whether that be tarot or oracle cards, rather you do runes or you throw bones or you read the oem or doing scrying, whatever divination tool you use, you might want to have a separate journal just for that. I know it's helpful, especially when you're just starting divination to have a separate journal just for divination, or let's say just for card pools, if you're starting with tarot, to really get to know the tarot, to really get to know yourself, how you read your intuition, um, it would be, it might be a nice idea just to have a journal for divinations and for card pools. Another type of journal you might have is a ritual journal where you keep tabs on all of your rituals that you do, all of your spell work. Um, if you do rituals, let's say surrounding the Sabbaths, you know, the eight turns of the wheel, maybe you have a journal just for that, for celebrating those things, how you celebrate um, recipes that you used, etc. Um, so those are, that's another idea. Gratitude journals are 
very, I don't want to say popular, but I know a lot of people keep gratitude journals and just a, a daily item or two or three things that you are grateful for. And I find that those gratitude journals or the gratitude parts in my daily ritual journal, um, those gratitudes are fun to look back over the years because oftentimes what we're grateful for are, um, it's it's a, a diary of sorts, a daily diary of what you did, what you're grateful for that day. And it's fun to look back. Um, quote journals. So these types of journals are fun. I've seen some of them on social media. It's a small journal dedicated to your favorite quotes. It can be your favorite magical or witchy quotes or quotes that you come back to over and over again that inspire you in your craft in some way, shape, or form. Another type of journal that I I know a lot of people keep is a dream journal where you can track your dreams, your interpretations of those dreams, your analysis of dreams. There are also so many dream guidebooks out there to use in conjunction with a dream journal. So if you dreamt about, let's say, a particular animal, you can look up what that animal might mean in a dream and reflect on that and write about that. And I know having a dream journal and a dream guide on your nightstand or near your bed somewhere um, is a really great thing to have, especially if you're doing any um, journey work or you're doing any work when it comes to your sleep or dreaming. And I will say about dreams, I've been writing my dreams down more recently. I've, I've shared with you all in the past that I I have never really dreamt a lot, but when I do, I take note of it because it doesn't happen all the time. Um, I will say, you all know that I have my, you know, mental health issues and my, my deal with my dealings with anxiety. And I will say I, I was recently put on a new medication for my anxiety, which did give me side effects. And one of those side effects is dreaming. And when I tell you I've never dreamt this much in my life, I mean it, I have never dreamt this much in my life. And I think I'm just getting better, a fuller sleep experience. And I'm getting into a dreamlike state more often. And so I have been writing more about dreams than ever before. And some of them are so bizarre, so strange. Um, But I know it'll be fun to go back and look on these dreams down the road. So a dream journal. Sorry, that little side tangent. I'm going to pause for a second because my littlest dog, you can hear her barking. She wants lunch right now and I have to get her lunch. So um, we'll pick up with more types of journals when I come back after this little break. (laughs) I want to do a quick shout out to Blessed Be Magic. And I want to share with you a little bit about the company and their products because they make the most beautiful, minimal jewelry for powerful, magical people. And they have sent me a number of their pieces that I wear on an almost daily basis. Um, I have pentacle earrings, triquetra earrings, a beautiful wand necklace. Their best-selling pentacle jewelry collection makes the perfect gift for all of the witches in your life or even for yourself. And as you know, it's a beloved symbol in witchcraft that represents protection and power. And blessed be is offering 15% off your purchase 
with the code COZYWITCH15. That's COZYWITCH15 for 15% off your entire order at Blessed Be Magic with a K, magic with a K, dot com. So again, go ahead, check them out. Uh, they're truly, their jewelry is beyond anything I have found in the witchy world. So Blessed Be Magic with a K dot com code cozy witch 15 for 15% off. All right. So we ended, I think with dream journals and I just keep thinking about all the random dreams I have been having lately, but I, you know, something I haven't dreamt about is a fox and I really would like to have a nice dream about my foxy friends because unfortunately I haven't seen my foxy friend around here in a while. Uh, I think the last episode I was doing, I think they were just finishing up the last house in our neighborhood, which is the one uh, across the street from us a little bit to the right. And that was where people would spot the fox. But now that they've put the house up, the fox has nowhere to go. And it really, it just, it makes me sad. And, you know, there are many days where my husband and I talk about, do we just want to get a house out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the forest to be surrounded by the woods and animals and just have property. Um, But anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. So a dream journal, moving on. A plant journal or garden journal. I know that there are many of you out there who garden and who like to keep track of what you are planting and what it is you are gardening and do research on the best type time to plant and harvest certain crops. And having a journal dedicated to that, I think, can be really beneficial, especially one that you revisit over the years where you can reflect and see, okay, this year I planted X at this time, and they did not do so well in the sun. They did not do so well in whatever particular month or with whatever particular feed, if you're using like a feed or fertilizer, which I usually don't. Um, Or, you know, for me, a couple years back is when it was an extremely hot summer and we had a lot of the beetles attacking our crops. We we left. It was when we went to Mystic. We went to Mystic for a couple days, came back, and all of my cucumbers were destroyed, absolutely destroyed. And so I made note of that. Um, so it's good to reflect then if you have a plant journal. Of course, there is the kitchen journal, or as I call it, a cooking grimoire with your favorite recipes, with correspondences to herbs, correspondences to different fruits and vegetables and grains, the best time or the best season perhaps to make certain recipes. So keeping a kitchen journal or a kitchen grimoire, I think is something that is beneficial to a lot of us magical people. Um, Next up is a nature journal. And this is something that you know, I have, I have kept records of nature and what I'm observing, observing in my local lands, in my book of shadows, in other journals. But I think it would be helpful to have one dedicated just to 
nature in my local lands to really reflect on how how it's changing. And just observations. In my one notebook, I've written a lot of poetry while I'm sitting out in nature when I go to um, Columkilly, Columcile Park, uh, which I've talked about before on my podcast. Uh, but I've sat there on some of the rocks and just reflected and um, written some poetry. And I think having a nature journal dedicated to that would be beneficial. And speaking of, I will share with you something that I will be getting in the mail soon because it's shipping from overseas. I ordered a handmade nature-inspired junk journal where I can record my nature findings. And once that arrives, I am I will show it to all of you. I'll put it on my Instagram. Maybe I'll do a reel about it. You know, I'm not a fan of reels, but I haven't made one in a long time. It is absolutely gorgeous. And I'm anxiously awaiting its arrival. It should be any day. It should be, well, probably within the next week or two. Okay, so a nature journal. Next is a mindfulness journal or a meditation journal. This is a journal where you can keep track of any meditations that you do, guided meditations, self-meditations, any messages that come through to you during meditations. If you're doing a past life meditation or a meditation where you're speaking with a guide, for example, uh, or an animal, maybe you would have a journal set up just for those experiences, just for those connections when you are in a meditative state. And a mindfulness journal in general that has you paying attention to the present moment and just recording what you see, what you hear, what you feel, all of your experiences, because Building a mindfulness journal and building a daily mindfulness practice, I think, really helps our magical practice, especially when it comes to communicating with spirit, with deities, with our guides. Um, Because when we are more open and aware to things in the mundane and in general, we are more open to experiencing things on a different level. So a mindfulness or meditative journal, I think, is a great one. Another another type of journal that you can use or create is a self-love or self-care journal where you record things that you are doing for yourself and rituals that you are doing that you are doing to enhance yourself. Any recipes, maybe self-care recipes that you have for body scrubs, for example, or any rituals that you do for your self-health, for your self-care. You know, having a journal to record that could be a good idea as well. And I know in February, I sent out in my Patreon um, a self-love journal, and it was 28 prompts, 28 days of journaling that was focused on self-care. Okay, and then a deity journal. Maybe you want to have a journal specific to working with deities and your communications with them, your experiences with them, where you record that. Now, of course, this this was a whole host, a huge list of types of journals that you could have, types of magical journals to help you in your practice, to help 
uh, you know, reflect on magical experiments, your thoughts on magical subjects, your thoughts on nature and working with deity, results of divination. But again, these could all be placed into a larger book and organized if you like everything in one space. And I know a lot of people, a lot of um, witches who have a three ring binder and sections for almost all of these, all of these topics in one big notebook. Um, Or you could be like me and have bits and pieces everywhere, a lot in my main journal or book of shadows, but then bits and pieces of things elsewhere. Like I have just a spell book and I started my gratitude journal and I have, um, well, my junk journals, which that's a whole other topic um, because I love creative journaling in general, not just magical journaling, but creative journaling with washi tapes and stickers. And that could be a whole other episode, which I think could be because I know someone who does a lot of this and has a book coming out about it that um, I would love to talk to about this. But anyway, there, there are all sorts of journaling that you can do. Magical journaling and even non-magical journaling. Creative journaling in general or bullet journaling, you know, your daily, your plan, your daily plan and your daily life, what you're doing, like a daily diary. Um, a lot of people creative journal that way. I have a number of <laughs> creative journals that I have started and then stopped. And when I get around to it, I'll start again. I have a number of junk journals and materials galore. I mean, some one, two, three, four, five of my cabinets are just filled with journaling materials because it's something I've always loved doing. Um, and it's almost like magical scrapbooking as well. So I, I know I'm rambling now, but there are so many benefits to journaling, especially when it comes to enhancing our practice. And Again, if you don't journal, that is completely okay. There are so many people who can keep everything locked in their mind and their their mind is their journal. It's their reference book. I'm a person who I need to write things down. I think that comes back to sometimes my inability to envision things really well in my head. I have to have them intangible form written down that I can reference. Um, And journaling is personal in nature. And I will say, I once in a while, I will share tidbits of my journaling, my creative journaling, especially, and I know many of you have seen that in my stories. But for me, my journaling is personal in nature. I know there are a lot of people out there who will share their journals, who will share even their writings. I'm not a person who feels comfortable doing that because it is personal in nature. So I think when you have a journaling practice, if you want to keep that to yourself, that is 100% okay because I've been journaling for a long time. I've been doing my podcast for over three years now, and I'm just now talking about my journaling. So it's not something that you have to share with others if you don't want to. But if you're looking for a place to start, the these were just some good places to start and reference, you know, you can reference this episode and come back to it. So speaking of getting started, let's talk about getting started, some things that you need, and this won't take long because you don't need much. First, you need a journal or a notebook 
or your phone or an iPad or a tablet because I know many people who don't like handwriting their thoughts and ideas in their magical journal in their book of shadows or their grimoire, but rather they have it in an online format or in an app. Honestly, I don't know the names of apps like journaling apps because I do mine by hand. Um, If I write anything on my phone, it's in the notes. (laughs) It's in the notes section. That's where it goes. Um, Everything else is by hand. So, But if you know some of those, I think you can comment on my episodes now. They have that new feature because I've been getting comments. Comment to this episode and tell me what apps you have found because other people can then see the comments and you can kind of get ideas from others as well. So um, so getting started, you need that journal, that notebook. Uh, you need some sort of writing utensil. Get, get a new favorite pen in your favorite color or a color that is magical to you. And that's all you need. That is, that's all you need to get started. I will say, I know when just starting a journaling practice, it's beneficial to have prompts, to have some guidance. And I'm going to give you some prompts here in a little bit to get you started. And I think using prompts in journaling is not just a beginner thing. It is something that, yes, beginner journals journalers use, but people who've journaled for years and years like prompts as well. And I see using prompts as a guided meditation of sorts. You know, you can sit down and and meditate on your own um, without the guidance of others, but then there's also the guided meditation form of meditating. And that's how I see using journaling prompts is to have, it's kind of like a guided meditation. You're guided in what you're writing about. And that's helpful, especially if you're someone who has so many ideas flying around in your mind, you don't know where to start. It's nice to have a guide and a reference. Um, And also when getting started, don't get hung up on ruining your journal or making a mistake or messing up. I can't tell you the number of people over the years who have reached out to me or have had conversations in groups that I'm in about, oh, I I just got this beautiful new journal, but I'm afraid to write in it. Or, oh, I found this book that I want to use as my book of shadows, but I'm afraid of messing up. Just get started because if you're afraid of messing up, you're never going to get started. You're never going to build a journaling habit. And then you might not be able to really tap into your practice and reflect on it if you can't even get started. So just get started. And if that means you're handwriting in pencil at first and then writing over it in pen, that's fine. Just get started. I had a conversation recently with my friend, um, Jessica, not recently, this is probably a month ago, a month or two ago, but we were talking about just this, about having all of these great notebooks and all of these great crafting materials, but being afraid of messing up. But the point is you just need to get started. And again, if you don't know where where to get started, you can use prompts to do that. And speaking of prompts, I want to share with you just a couple of questions, some guided even statements 
to help you get started in a magical journaling practice. And these are just gen- these are going to be general prompts, general questions, um, not too specific to any of the the journals that I talked about earlier. You know the the ritual journal, the gratitude, the quote journal. These are just getting started in general with writing and journaling of any kind. And I will say. Some of these are not only great prompts for journaling, but they're good for writing inspiration if you're a writer out there. Um, these are a lot of fun. And I will tell you, I found these on, um, some of these on crowsbone.com. It's a blog and um, the blogger has some really good ideas when it comes to magical journaling. So here's the first prompt. Visualize your magical self as a separate entity or multiple entities. Write about them. Give them a name, a face, a story. Write about them as if you would introduce a character in a novel. Try to represent your beliefs and experiences in your description of your magical self. I really like that one. Um, Here's another. Write about your beliefs or theories of magic. What is it that makes you believe magic works? When you perform your magic, What is it that you believe you are doing and how? What are the building blocks of magical working and what makes them come together? I like that. This next one is just very basic and it's simple. What type of practitioner do you identify as? And you know, as I said before, I don't think you necessarily have to identify yourself as a certain kind of witch, but I know for a lot of people, this is helpful. So again, what type of practitioner do you identify as? Try to sum up your practice in a few words, such as cottage witch, a spirit worker, kitchen witch, green witch. If you need to, create a brief list of up to five designations. And then take some time to elaborate on what those designations mean to you and why they resonate with you and why you might be calling yourself that. I like that. Um, let's see. I, I like a prompt to write a letter to your magical self, what you envision your practice looking like. That's always a nice one. Uh, let's see. Imagine magic as a spirit or entity and envision a conversation with them. I like that. The next one, what books have most shaped your magical craft and why? I really like this one because keep in mind that the books you choose don't have to be witchcraft books um, specific to the practice of witchcraft. They can be fiction. It can be history or myth or folklore about deities. So write about what you liked about the book and what you learned from it and how it has helped shape your craft. I like that one a lot. Um, Next, think about where and who you were when you first started on your magical path. How have your beliefs about magic and about yourself changed over time? How were your goals and interests different from the ones you have now? Is your current path one that you anticipated being on from the beginning of your journey, or is it one that surprised you? This next prompt is fun. It's create a playlist of five to 10 songs that raise different kinds of magical energy in you. 
and then, you know, just write down detail, the feelings, the energies, imagery, the music stirs up. I know many of you out there have your go-to magical playlists. This would, And this is a good prompt to reflect on why you chose the songs that you did to kind of dig deeper because some of these prompts allow us to really get to know our magical selves better. Um, next, explore your beliefs about familiars in magic. What experiences have you had with familiars or companions? Do you have in, in your any in your life right now? I really like that one. And, you know, not just familiars. I'm thinking another good prompt would be um, your guides in general and reflecting on your guides in general. Let's see. Write about your favorite spell. Why is it your favorite um, has it changed over time? Another one, write a letter to a spirit ally, a deity, a familiar, or another entity you feel strongly connected to. I like the ideas of writing letters. And, you know, they're never sent, but you're getting out what needs to get in, get out and you're communicating to them through writing. And I really like that. What features of folklore do you incorporate into your practice, if any? Um, another one, what do you consider the building blocks of magic? Do you follow the five element model of magic? Um, do you have a set of beliefs that for that uh, and what forces are working with you in magical rituals in your tools? Um, I like that one too. Where in your body do you feel magic when you are performing a spell when you are raising energy? Where in your body do you feel it and what does it feel like? Some of these are just so good. What are some things you could do to improve your magical study and practice? Um, another one, write about a spell or ritual that went wrong. What do you think you could have done to improve it? Those are the types of things that I have in my book of shadows too, like where things have gone wrong. And then another good one is um, what advice would you give to a new practitioner right now? And what is your personal code of ethics, magical ethics? How do you define your personal code? So all of these are really great prompts. And some, yeah, they might seem some of them a little more elaborate, but you can find some really good prompts. Even if you search online, go on Instagram, you can find some magic, magical journaling prompts to get you started. So I do hope that this was helpful, that it has given you, has given you something to think about, especially if you're newer to journaling or you want to restart a journaling practice, or perhaps you don't know where to start, maybe start with one specific kind of journal and move on from there. I know people who can juggle like 15 different magical journals at once. I wish I were that person. I do have a number of different types of magical writing journals and notebooks. Um, but I'm not as organized as some others are. And I would like to be. And I will say while while I was sick, I did do a lot of creative journaling. Um, and that was really nice to, to touch base with. And I think that's what, not I think, I know that is what prompted this episode of Magical Journaling. So I hope that that was helpful. Um, if you have any resources or if you have anything that you want to share, again, I think you can comment to the the podcast episodes now, which is a newer feature. So just let me know. And let's move on to our card pull of the episode. 
Okay, so today I am going to pull a card from my Witchlings deck by Paulina Faye, Paulina Cassidy. And I've been pulling from this deck more recently, and I usually pull it out and work with it in spring, I think because it has a lot of pastel colors, which I associate with spring. It's very whimsical and fun. And some of the witchlings remind me of the Fae. And I I just associate this deck with this season. And so I wanted to use it today for our card pull for the episode. So let's dig in. Okay. So the card that I pulled for us today is, oh my goodness, I just pulled this one the other day for my Patreon. It's motivation. Motivation kindles the passion and energy needed in working toward your goals. What a great card for not only this episode, motivation to maybe start a journaling practice, a magical journaling practice, but motivation for this season in general, as things are growing, as we are watching our intentions come to fruition and working toward making them come to fruition. I think this is a great card because sometimes we all just need a little kick in the butt (laughs) and we need to be motivated. Um, so the witchling associated with motivation is hibiscus. So let's hear what hibiscus has to say. When hibiscus sees something she wants, she actively pursues her desire. She doesn't rely on just hope and a prayer. Motivation adds fuel to her fire. I always love the little quatrains, (laughs) the rhyming quatrains that, um, they have in this deck, the witchling's deck. So here's here's a little message. Motivation is that inner power of energy that cultivates the seeds of ambition. As one of the most important keys to success, motivation is the initiative and willingness to take action. Energizing the spirit with goal-oriented energy, motivation sets the mind in motion with focus and concentration. Make time for yourself each day to plan and work toward your goals. Oh, you could even journal about that. (laughs) And your life will change for the best. Be persistent in your actions and receive all achievements with gratitude and celebration. I also think this is a message to you. If there is something that you've been stalling on, you haven't started, whether that be a project or a conversation you need to have with somebody, this is the message This is a message for you and you need to be motivated to do that. Again, this is your kick in the butt to get you going to accomplish some sort of goal. And I think sometimes we all need that motivation. I know this is a great message for me as I've come out of being sick and I'm recording the podcast and I'm starting to get back into a routine and I have writings for my agents that I have to get done. You know, I I need a little bit of motivation. And so let's see if there's a nice little ritual to go with this one. Um, let's do the flame of ambition, which, oh, this is the same one I chose the other day. So for this little ritual, you will need an orange or yellow candle and a safe candle holder. You'll need a piece of paper, a red ink pen, marker, or you could even use a crayon, 
and a glass bowl. So what you'll want to do is light the candle, spiritually absorbing the spark of energy emanating from it. On the piece of paper, write the word motivation. Fold the paper and hold it to the flame, being careful, obviously, not to burn yourself. Once it's lit, immediately place the paper into the glass bowl and watch it burn while chanting aloud with intent the following. Say, motivate me with the light of fire. Move me toward what I desire. I would say it two more times. I always, I always chant three times. Once the paper has turned to ashes, toss it outside to the wind. When you have ex- finished, extinguish the candle. So that's a little flame of ambition and motivation ritual to kind of kick your butt into gear. <laughs> so I hope that that resonated with you. Let me know if it did. Um, and I am so happy to be back with you all. I was so excited all week to record this episode to get back into the swing of things um, and hopefully things will continue to improve here. But I thank you for being here with me and thank you for listening to this episode. If you want, oh, and thank you everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. For for some reason, I can't pull it up right now, so I can't read my most recent reviews because I know um, you all like like to hear that and I read them at the end of this episode that I'll have to wait for the next one. But thank you to all of your kind-hearted reviews. I really appreciate it. And if you are liking the podcast, the best thing to do is to rate, review, follow it, share it with your friends, get the word out there about the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast because I just love sharing this all with you and I appreciate you sharing it with others. If you want to connect with me, on social media, I am on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. That is my only Instagram, my personal Instagram, Comfy Cozy Witch. No variation of that. Any variation of that, again, is a scammer. Um, so you can find me there. There is the Comfy Cozy Witch's Facebook group that um, is a private group, but you can ask to join. Make sure you mention the podcast and be very detailed and thorough in your response. Um, I know my moderators are very, not picky, but like we we vet everyone um, by the response to the questions because there have been so many spammers and scammers trying to get in the groups in the group lately. So make sure that you are thorough. You mentioned the podcast, you mentioned me. Um, and then you can find me through my Fit Witch Challenge and through the Patreon, patreon.com slash comfy cozy witch. So everyone, thank you again for being with me. And until next time, stay comfy, cozy and witchy.